Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zimmy Benz. Zim, who they? Zim, what's going on, bro? <laughs> Ain't nothing. Hello, world. How y'all doing this evening? <laughs> so we had to definitely come and connect with y'all because obviously uh, with with pretty much everything kicking off today, as you've seen on Bingo social media, uh, you know, it was a big, big day at uh, at camp today because the veterans and the rookies are all coming together. So we've got Joe Burrow to AJ Green, Joe Mixon's in the building, John Ross, T. Higgins. Like if you're looking at the photos from afar, you can tell that it's really gearing up here. Um, so we wanted to definitely connect with the fan base to just get uh, some Bengals topics uh, talked about and then also kind of give our thoughts on certain situations and and things that are going around as well. Um, most notably, one of the things we want to talk about is P.J. Hall, uh, who's a player that Zim uh, definitely believes that the Bengals should be interested in. He also has some um, some earth-breaking news a little bit, um, you know, with uh, some of the plugs that he has there. Um, so we'll let him get his shine in on that as well. Uh, but, of course, we also want to take some of you guys' uh, questions and, and do a Q&A uh, for a little bit. Uh, but first, first off, we want to get into what we're here for. So we're here to talk about some some Bengals news. And um, Zim, you have the floor now to talk about uh, the man. I, you said his name is PJ. Who they boys? What's up? Um, yeah, PJ Hall. So okay. 
so that's a guy in, in the draft. Uh, that's when Jesse Bates comes off the board. Uh, guys like James Washington are there. Darius Geis is there. And the Raiders go on a, on a slight reach. Um, the Raiders go on a slight reach at this uh, at a point because I had him charted as, as like a fourth-round guy. I really, really liked him. He played really, really well for the Raiders, but he came in. Um, back it up a little bit. If you guys are under a rock or y'all haven't seen what's going on right now, but just let people know, also, Ace, Josh Tupo has opted out for the COVID. Uh, he's opted out 2020 season. So that's that's step one. So now we have a deficiency at defensive line. Also, currently right now, Renell Wren is on the COVID uh, reserve list as well. So we have a big deficiency at the, de- the defensive tackle line. So that's how we got into this PG- PJ Hall thing. So that's a guy that I really, really like uh, coming out. Jesse Bates comes off the board. There's some other guys. But I had him as like a fourth-round target, and, and people thought I was a little high at that point. Fifth round comes around or whatever, and that's where he was supposed to go. Raiders jump on him second round. Uh, so after that, they go on a trade. Uh, I'm sorry. The Vikings come in with a seventh-round conditional pick. The seventh-round conditional pick is then now this happens yesterday because I'm saying the Bengals have the number one waiver claim uh, right now ready to go. They can go get anybody they want that, that is released or anything like that. It's the number one slot for waiver claims. But instead, they can't. So uh, because the Vikings Zimmer comes in and goes and gets our boy. But then today the news comes out that he failed another uh, condition test. So now the trade is now going backwards. So people are asking me, should they still go after him? I say no. If you're looking at the character and the guys that they've been looking at, they're looking at leaders and guys that don't need extra motivation. While his talent level is pretty high. That's a guy that I don't think fits what they're currently building. And since we're going right into goal mode, we don't have the luxury of preseason games or anything like that. That's not a guy. So then now we're looking at defensive tackles that are now probably what we call in veterans. Out of the, the guys that are on the list currently right now, you got guys like Timmy Jernigan, uh, Marcel Darius. Tell me some guys like you tell me some guys. The guy that I'm looking at now is Mike Daniels. That's one guy that I like from the – I think it's from the Eagles. He graded mm-hmm. out pretty good for pro football focus last year. That's my number one target guy. I don't know who you guys have. But Bengals, we got a problem. We got a hole at defensive line, and we got to tackle this thing right now. I think for me, uh, I would like to see Renell Wren, like you kind of talked about earlier, get on. But as you, as you said earlier, he is currently going through – uh, the proper protocols and proper channels to actually get back onto the roster. And I think you also made a great point because that opens up a huge hole because the Bengals ended up cutting Ryan Glasgow, which I don't think any of us saw that coming, but I think that that was also injury related. Um, and then Josh Tupo ends up opting out. And so it just really puts the Bengals in a peculiar situation. The one thing though, that gives me somewhat, uh, some confidence there is the fact that we have Gino there. Uh, we also have DJ Reader, who we went after. Uh, so I expect those guys to be pretty big when it comes to that. However, um, there well, does need up. to be some some depth who's behind that. that? I that, mean, for 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 me, I really Andrew expect Brown? I really expect Renell Wren to really take command of that role because that's who we wanted to be there, and at least that's who I thought you know should kind of step up and 
and and take that opportunity. And I think that this kind of forces him into that opportunity. Um, so I would I would expect it to be Renell Wren. Um, oh, he's currently on the COVID list, though. Yeah, but I I don't think that that's like a permanent thing. Like I think okay. maybe by next week he's po- he's possibly back. Um, okay. But I would I would hope that it would be him because I would think that this person, who whoever this third defensive tackle is, isn't gonna be taking life changing snaps. Like I think that they'll be pretty solid, but I don't think yeah. that it's gonna be someone that's in there for the whole game. Um, so for me, for me, I think um, it's an issue, but I, I don't think that it's a huge issue to the point where it's like if this were to happen at linebacker or if this were to happen at, uh, you know, left guard or center or something like that, then I would be kind of worried. But I, I feel like uh, they're in a position uh, now where they can handle it. I am worried. I'm going to tell you this, like the difference between linebacker or whatever, I could hide it with three safety looks. I could hide it with a bunch of stuff. I cannot hide the fact that Geno Atkins cannot play that amount of snaps. The reason why DJ Reader and Josh Tupo are in place is so that I can get the most out of Geno on third down. You're going to run G- you're going to run Reader into the ground. And then people um people in the comments if you guys are listening to some pod, um through our podcast, um people are saying Demical Peco. To me, he is a liability. He brings you nothing on first and second down because he can't shed blocks at this stage in his in his career. He's just a big guy that takes up a bunch of space. And because of the division that we're in going against the Browns and the Ravens who are going to run it down your uh, throat and get guys like DJ Reader and Geno uh, uh, really, really tired, you got to have depth at the defensive tackle position. At linebacker, I can hide that a lot. Only thing I can't hide is the fact that somebody like the Browns want to get the running downhill. Yeah, you need bodies up. Uh, you need you need linebackers to take on a lot of the blocks with the schemes that the Browns run, especially in the running game. You can't hide that. But going against the Ravens and stuff like that, you better have bodies. It, the, one of my favorite uh, teams I like to look at is the Eagles when they go to the championship. They were rotating 10 guys on that defensive line. Now, I'm including the edge as well, but they would dress 10. And they and even in the Super Bowl and stuff, snaps. So they had fresh bodies at you all game. And that's one of the, the one of the teams I look at a lot, especially if you ever get a chance, go look at the makeup of that roster. I'm really worried about it. Like I just think it's gonna make Geno look older than what he really is. It's solid, but as we know, we're Bengals fans. Ain't nobody giving you straight 16. Who giving you a whole 16? You know somebody gonna go down. And what do we do? What are we going to talk about? Next man up. Next man up. Who's your next man up? I hate. I'm. I'm getting to the point now. 2020. I hate that whole next man up thing. Like I get it. I do. I, I'm with it. I'm like keep it rolling. But next man up like hurts people like us in this position. You give me a safety that go down tomorrow. We got answers. I got Sean Williams. I got Jesse Bates. I got Von Bell. I got guys that can rotate and play hybrid. Like we got so many different things but we don't have defensive tackle. I'm sorry. I don't think that's – I think that's a problem. I think it's a big problem in our division. No, I, I think that that's definitely a, a fair assessment, but I do think, like some of the fans are saying, that we do have some guys that are versatile um, that do and can shift between defensive tackle and, and defensive end, as you suggested yourself. You said Andrew Brown. That's definitely a guy that I think that you can rotate in that situation – Khalid Kareem, uh, obviously we had him on here. Um, I'm not sure if – I think some people have said that he could play D-tackle if, if we're looking for him to play like that Russian D-tackle role like Gino 
Um, we'll see. But I think Zim definitely makes a great point. Like if you lose DJ Reader or Geno Atkins for a couple of games, who do you really have there that you can definitively put in um, that will, you know, not make that much of a hole at that position? I just personally don't think Domas Peko, I agree with Zim. I mean, it's just a waste, honestly. A like, bro. It would be it would be different to me. Like I'd rather see Renell Wren. Um, at this point, get snaps over Domatai Peko because Domatai Peko, to me, you know, he's a guy that's really in the twilight of his career. He's someone that probably needs to go to a team that is looking to win now. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see the value in bringing him back to Cincinnati, uh, just honestly. So I think, like Zim said, is definitely something that we need to look into. Um, if it's not the spot for this PJ guy, there was another. Um, nugget that Zim wanted to touch on as a possible guy that could be coming um, under the radar for Cincinnati. So, Zim, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, there are a bunch of guys that are out there. I mentioned Timmy Jernigan and stuff like that. There is a guy, one of my dogs, who I talk to often. He is currently right now in contact or has spoken with the Bengals, Deshaun Williams. Um, he he He's at this point kind of considered a journeyman. He's younger. He's very much in shape. He will pass the physical. He showed me videos. He showed me pictures and everything like that. But that's a guy that was really, really good for us. And if anybody remembers, like, in preseason and training and different things like that, he's always uh, showed out really well, and he's played snaps for our for our team. He's, he loves the natty. He wants to come back. He's talked to his agent. He's been in contact with the Bengals. He's well in the loop and he and he's ready to go. I don't know if that means form coming up because a lot of things have to fall that way because you cannot um, currently right now nobody can get a workout because of COVID. So when I say scheduled or context, I don't know what those meetings. Are. I don't. I didn't get into that with him, but that is a guy that I want everybody to kind of keep a look at, whether it be practice squad or whatever. He's a, he's a guy that's always produced very, very well in preseason. And even in regular season, had some pretty standout games. Um, after he left the Bengals, he went to the Broncos. He had quality snaps there as well. He's made big plays. You could Google him or anything like that. I like him. He's younger and he's super motivated. And he's, he's just somebody that's really cool, that's always supported me. So I wanted to definitely make sure that I, I shouted him out. Yeah, I think that you make a great point because Deshaun Williams was one of the guys that I really liked when he was uh, around Cincinnati and was one of those guys that I felt like they should have never kind of let go. Um, and as you said, he did kind of, in a sense, let go. And I remember when they used to actually call him Baby Gino uh, because of uh, how he kind of compared to Gino in terms of his rushing ability. And I just remember the preseason was just a perfect place for him to put his skill set on spotlight because he would just jump off the film all of that time right. when he was here. And like you said, this is a guy not only that knows Cincinnati, knows the city, knows his teammates, um, would easily be able to come in. Now, obviously, the defense is probably slightly different uh, than what it was when he was here, but I have um, extreme confidence that he can come back here and pick it up. And that would be a guy that we would probably have some confidence in when it comes to him, you know, coming in and playing valuable snaps and having that chemistry with that defensive line. So I, I would actually love that. Um, so it's good to hear that he reached out to Zim and said that, you know, those talks are happening behind the scenes for sure. It looks like Zim is showing some, uh, <laughs> some of uh, the video 
of him working out a little bit. So it's good to good to hear that he is possibly back in the fold uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, and he's, so he's really motivated, <laughs> and, he, and he's he's made it very clear he's been keeping an eye on this, and that's one of the destinations because well, we're in this crazy limbo period. But I wanted to ask you this though. I, there's some guys, and a lot of people keep on saying Timmy Jernigan's opted out. I hadn't seen that yet. But let me get your thoughts on this, and people, you you guys can chime in as well. Out of the guys that I'm naming, are, do any of those guys razz your berries? Do anyone – does anybody razz your berries, like, when we're thinking about it? Because, ah, oh, I, I hate that Ryan uh, Glasgow was on. But uh, Marcel Darius, Timmy Jernigan was the guy that I'm saying. They're saying that he opted out. Mike Daniels is probably the best person that I think is, that I've seen available, a former pro bowler. Antoine Woods was always mentioned. Uh, Corey uh, Liggett, I keep on saying his name, L-I-U-G-E-T. He played with the Raiders. He had 10 tackles and one sack. He's 30. Dumbatal Pecco, and then uh, Sylvester Williams. That's the guy. That's the big dude from the Chargers. Any of those guys? I mean, the the name that jumps out to me out of all of those guys that's um, somewhat valuable uh, is Marcel Darius. But, um, you know, given the circumstances that are this season, what what does that mean that he's looking for? Um, you know, what his, what is his asking price for something like that? Um, I think that that plays a, a pivotal role into it because, I mean, Marcel Darius, to me, uh, being that he was a former, like, top 10 pick, I don't, I don't think that he probably sees himself signing somewhere for peanuts because he is, like, a former pro bowler, you know, top five pick himself. So does the ego come into play? If so, he's probably not taking a veteran minimum deal. Like, he probably more so would – would just opt out the season and and do that. And then the other thing is when you have guys with egos like that, is he cool with coming off of the bench? Like he's used to being a starter, like even when he was in Jacksonville and coming from Buffalo, is he willing to not only, you know, come in at a reduced rate, but also come in at a reduced role? Cause there's no way when Gino and DJ reader are fully healthy that he's starting or getting a whole bunch of snaps from them. Um, so to me is Marcel Darius. Um, Mike Daniels, I feel like we've talked about him before. I feel like I'll, we're always – like, I don't know if he was – was he on a team last season? It, it, no, you know what it was? Remember we had like a like a free agent special, and I think we were naming guys one time. Gotcha. And I gotcha. think he – I might have threw his name, and then everybody was killing me in the comments talking about Zim. You just picking all them old people. And I think you even like – we went through the whole list, and you, you walked away with like one or two names. But Mike yeah, Daniels, I, I, I remember him. He was on like the Packers or something like that, right? This past year, I just remember him from the. This Eagles past year, it looks won. like he was on Detroit, but I guess before that, he was he was uh, with with Green Bay. I mean, I think that he's more yeah, he likely. Was Green, he was with Green Bay. I just looked that. He's up. he's more likely for a, to be a guy that would would come in and have no qualms of of being a, a rotational guy or something like that. Like in a perfect world, of course I would say Marcel Darius, but I think you kind of get that Allen Iverson syndrome, like Allen Iverson later in his career, when he was on like the Pistons and the Grizzlies, he like really didn't want to like come to grips with, I'm no longer that player. And I had to come off the bench and do that. Like some people, they kind of have a pride thing where it's like, nah, I'm, I'm better than that. I'm not saying that that's the case with Marcel Darius. That's just what I would think, like, uh, if I was in his position. So, to shout me, out, I think. 
Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say shout out to QT Vince uh, Tricks because I keep on saying that he was with the Eagles. I don't know why I keep on saying that. You're 100% right, Ace. He was with Green Bay all that time, and he just went to the Lions like this past year. I don't gotcha. know why I keep on saying gotcha. the Eagles. but So, yeah, I, I, I think – I, with the Eagles. I think out of, out of those guys, I think you would probably be better off targeting Mike Daniels um, because he just – Seems to me like he might be an easier land than, than Marcel Darius. Now, with these guys, uh, with this COVID situation, I mean, we just saw Andrew Billings opt out of uh, the contract that he really just signed with Cleveland. So I'm not sure, you know, the I can't boys. speak for, for, for these guys on why they're doing this. Um, I'm not sure if they're losing money. I'm not sure if they still get to keep the money. So I'm not sure what the exact um, concerns are, but I think that there is concerns when it comes to people that, may not be familiar with the city of Cincinnati and how those things operate and, you know, maneuvering with that during COVID. So I think that that plays a factor in it. I think that that's why if I really look at this, I think I like what Zim is suggesting when it comes to Deshaun Williams, because he's a guy that's familiar with Cincinnati already. You know, he probably has family here or, or, or some set of relatives or familiarity with the city. So right. it's hard for me to say because there's, this is just an unusual situation. But I would probably still go with Deshaun Williams. And then probably after that, I'd go with Mike Daniels um, and anyone who would just be interested in playing football right now. Because it seems like a lot of guys are trying to opt out. Man, somebody in the comments just said RIP FBG Duck. Uh, if you guys are listening, like this is an artist in Chicago that the news just passed, like right before we went on uh, air. I think me and Ace have a different view i think the other Bengals fans and stuff and i think it's kind of crazy that somebody in this comment section actually said that and um it's really it's really really sad so i was yeah, i never really listened to his music like that i just thought that i think me and you do something where mainly because we are african-american we have like something that we're offering i think to the general Bengals fan whether you're white or black mexican whatever it doesn't matter but I think we have a different point of view and a different perspective on stuff. And I think mm -hmm. it's really cool that somebody actually like, you know, shouted out something with the rap culture, I guess, in our comments. And you probably wouldn't get that anybody anywhere else. And nobody else would even know what you're talking about besides me and Ace, I guess, probably. Right. Um, no, I mean, that, that that's definitely dope. And as you said, like um, hip hop, it doesn't really have like the culture has transcended race and everything now. And it's dope to have those conversations and it's dope to see a lot of people partic participate in it. Uh, for those who don't know, FBG Duck, um, as Zim said, like me and Zim aren't really too familiar with his music, but we know that he's a rapper from Chicago. Um, and, you know, unfortunately he was shot earlier. And if you're on Twitter, you probably saw it trending um, earlier today, but unfortunately he was shot and, and killed. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, that's a loss. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, another thing that resonated with me was that he had a, a young child. So I did see that his daughter, I did see a picture of his daughter that kind of made me emotional a little earlier because it's, you know, it, it's sad that, um, she has to grow up without a father now. And she was, she was very young. She looked like she was about, uh, mine and Zim's son's ages. So it, it, it's pretty, yeah, it is pretty crazy in Chicago, but it is cool that, you know, that, that we can come together and have different conversations outside of just the bingo. So it is right. cool to see that, that connection there. 
you and 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 rest in peace to to him and and condolences to his family and um i i'm gonna just pray on it because that's crazy but the one thing i was going to say to connect the dots on a cultural level or just uh just in the universe right so joe mixon's been tweeting and saying you know like kind of some people have messaged me like tony uh messaged me earlier tony pike that's my boy that's my guy now that he's really cool all right so look a lot of people have been messaging me and asking me like now tony didn't ask me this but a lot of people been asking me like what is joe mixon talking about right so i'm not going to put you out there i'm not going to try to slam you and say if you've been under a rock but one of ace's favorite artists he's one of my least favorite artists his little baby has like probably the number one rap song like currently like like three of the number one rap songs right now so for me i'm assuming everybody knows what joe mixon's tweeting when he says i ain't gonna go broke like jock so it's a song he's got called we paid if you follow me on instagram it's zim underscore who day i even did like a video and i had like um joe burrow walking out the tunnel and i, and I like to change the music up because i like to keep everybody hip to whatever's going on right now right so somebody hit me and said but who's jock so young jock is a rapper that and i'm and i think this is important because i think i gotta connect the dots sometimes young jock is a rapper who what who made the songs like meet me at the mall and nah, nah, nah. what was that song and then you do yeah, the little jock thing. was around 2006 you couldn't was go anywhere without was hearing fire. young jock it was just he was everywhere was fire. so a couple of months ago now jock is a hustler night i'm not going to say jock is broke or anything like that but a couple people recorded jock uh doing uber like probably like seven eight months ago so mm -hmm. the whole joke or whole thing around Atlanta area is that Young Jock is gone broke. Now, mind you, Young Young Jock is still on like TV on like uh, Love and Hip Hop, different shows like that. So people didn't understand the correlation, but it's like an ongoing joke amongst like the hip hop generation or whatever. I don't know, but they, yeah. everybody says Lil Jock. So the first line in 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 the little baby song is "I'm not gonna go broke like Jock." So Joe Mixon tweets that. So if you're wondering if He's thinking that he's going to go broke or anything like that. It doesn't have any extra significance. He's just right. quoting a song. He's just, just quoting a song there. that he likes that is a very but, hot song right now. But he did write a tweet earlier today that says, like, yeah, now we have an understanding. So, and Sean Williams also uh, commented, because I'm, I'm still learning. I was telling Aces earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm still understanding Twitter. Like, I still don't understand everything about Twitter. But he wrote, I guess, in a subconscious comment under whatever Mixon is saying and he's pretty much saying that hey bro just sign the, the line because behind the scenes the Bengals have been talking to him Duke Tobin had a um press conference yesterday we're, we're filming this on August 4th he had a, a press conference yesterday where he's saying pretty much that we believe in Joe Mixon and we're so happy about his growth he had nothing but positive stuff in contrast he talked about William Jackson when he talked about William Jackson he said yeah we'll see like, we need to see what he's going to do this year. A lot of people have speculated that the Bengals' current staff isn't the biggest fans of William Jackson. And if you're looking at it, they got so many players on the roster, like John Ross, Mixon, uh, uh, William Jackson, all these guys in that third year fringe. You can go get a big uh, bag or you might just walk out the door or whatever. So 
it's really, really crazy to see like this thing unfold. But Joe Mixon's got a couple tweets going out there right now. But he is in negotiations currently and has spoken to the Bengals about ext- this extension that everybody's been we've been talking about for about three, four months. What that dollar amount is, I'm not sure, but I know this. Nobody is going to pay Joe Mixon what the Bengals will pay him right now. If Joe Mixon goes and runs for fifteen hundred dollars, I mean, I say fifteen hundred yards this upcoming season or whatever, all that could change. The likelihood of that happening, his agent should be telling them, are very slim, especially with all the weapons that are on this football team. And you're looking at other guys like uh, Dalvin Cook, who didn't sit out or anything like that, went straight to camp. This market is looking really, really crazy as we talked about. Joe Mixon against these other running backs like that are coming up this upcoming year. The only one that got checked off the list recently was Derrick Henry. Other than that, we got a million guys that are out there. His agent should be telling them, whatever the Bengals are offering you currently right now, nobody else is going to offer you that right now, especially if you go look at the Melvin Gordon money. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. It seems like, uh, you know, we haven't confirmed anything. We haven't talked to Joe and his peoples. I know you guys know that we do have – uh, relationships and do talk to players. I'm just giving you a statement right now. I'm not reporting on any inside information. I have not talked to Joe or anything like that. Um, but from what I've seen out there, you know, the same things that you guys have probably seen as well is that he's looking for top eight running back money, which I think is fair. I feel like he's a top eight running back in the league. Um, it doesn't seem that he's asking for number one money. So I think that with that being said, it seems like the two sides are close. Judging by the tweets that we've seen, it does seem like they're pretty close. Like Zim alluded to earlier, he did tweet that we have an understanding. So that seems to signal that from both sides, they are coming to uh, an agreement, you know, especially with him saying the other day he had tweeted something saying that he's got some real big life decisions to make. So I think that that means that Numbers are being offered, you know, counters and stuff like that are being exchanged. I'm just speculating that. I'm not saying that that's happening. I just read in between the lines. I would think that that would be what's going on. And then you also talk about, um, as Zim talked about earlier, you know, uh, Duke Tobin and the brass have come out and said things indicating that they do want Joe Mixon to be a part of this future. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. I'm looking for them to hop out there and and make this decision. Now, there's some people that are against paying running backs, but I think Duke Tobin uh, described this perfectly in saying that it's not a running back thing. It's not about the position. It's about the player. Um, and, you know, a lot of people look at Joe Mixon as the, the vocal leader in the locker room. They look at him as the leader. Um, and so when you see um, guys that, that put their neck on the line and, and go out and speak up and do things the right way, that sends a great message to the rest of the locker room if you do keep that guy and that lets guys that are younger uh, in the room know that, hey, if I come in here and work my tail off and become a leader, that this is a team that will take care of me. So um, I look forward to hearing uh, within the coming days that we have signed Joe Mixon. I don't think it's out of the norm because generally when the Bengals do that big extension, it usually comes before the season. Uh, with them already kind of having the A.J. Green thing handled, it, it pretty much is a no-brainer that they can take care of the Joe Mixon extension. So um, I think we're all on board with that. And like like Zim said, is don't look too much into the tweets. It's just like Joe really likes music. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but if you ever watch him live, he like loves music. And so it, it's no surprise for him to tweet, you know, maybe one of his favorite lines from one of his favorite songs out there. It's not something that you guys need to 
look into it. It, it doesn't go that deep. It does. Now, one thing that I will say is the song is called We Paid, so he probably is looking to get paid. And True. he's probably trying to make sure that he puts himself in a position to where, you know, he secures everything because it's not just about him. It's about his family and stuff like that. He doesn't want to put himself in a position to where, like most athletes, he could go broke. So um, that that's that's all it is, um, I think. And, you know, we just look forward to, to having Joe Mixon in stripes for sure. I will say this. I'm I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move a little forward. Speaking of getting paid, AJ Green looked really happy in the images that we're getting so far. So mm-hmm. that's someone that's getting currently paid. And if you remember when he did his live, because me and you both were in there, he said right. I did look at the franchise tag as like it was like a slight at first, but he said yeah. Then I thought about it to get paid 18, 18 mil. I'm at this point in my year, at this point in my career, and you know, like people not getting that type of money that that puts me in the the top five, like you know, wide receivers getting paid. He looked very happy today. I had um a source tell me today that Joe Burrow looked really good throwing to sample of all people. <laughs> I had a feeling this was coming. That, that was a, my I, that was my one thing. I said sample. What about you know the AJ is like he wasn't trying to expand on it, but he said to sample of all people, like. I can see that. I can. I. I could definitely see that. I think. Um. You know, some of the earliest pictures that we saw of, uh, Joe Burrow was with Sample, and and you really? know, a lot of a lot of people okay. kind of talked about that, and they always kind of talk about how, um, when you have young quarterbacks or quarterbacks in general, they always rely on that tight end, um, and so it seems like maybe him and Sample can kind of strike that chord up. I would expect it to be Uzomo, but actually, Sample makes more sense just because they're closer within like the same age range um so let's hope that that can um like that can be a fruitful relationship and and maybe yep. sample like anthony beasley in the comments is saying maybe sample is gonna have a breakout year so we'll there's a see. there's a sample there's a i don't know what you call it a sample hive there's a sample high on the twitter they jumped on me one day somebody said i'm uh they wrote a tweet one day and said hey uh, I'm looking forward to sample, you know, his breakout year or something like that on Twitter. I was like, what are you talking about? What is blocks or something like that? And they, <laughs> they like killed me on Twitter. So there's a sample hive out here. Hey, I'm, I'm good with the sample hive. I would love for Drew sample to prove me wrong for oh, sure. Oh yeah, um, if I, I'll say this, if Drew sample catches, uh, eight touchdowns, I'm not going to say 10. Cause I feel like 10 is too hard. Eight? If he catches eight touchdowns, I will delete the Drew Sample video on my page where I like went in on him as soon as we like drafted him. So if if he gets eight touchdowns this season, I will delete that that uh video out of respect of Drew Sample. So we'll see. Give me six. Six is pretty eight. easy. I don't. I I, I need easy. eight. <laughs> Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft. If I'm not mistaken, got eight before, right? How many how many touchdowns George Kittle get last year? Probably like eight. Nah, George Kittle probably got way more than that. No, somebody Google that right now. Let's. I'm gonna do it while you're doing it. Okay. Any- no, 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 no. We'll go with seven because I was thinking about Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft in 2017 caught seven touchdowns. Okay. If he can give me seven touchdowns, I'll do it. If he okay. if he gives me seven touchdowns, I'll delete the video. And if you haven't watched the video, I recommend just going to YouTube and putting in <laughs> New Stripe City, uh, Drew Sample. It's probably all you have to put in, and it'll come up. And it was live during the draft. It was like my instant reaction after it. 
Um, okay. But Zim, so so that's what I'm gonna do. Zim, if Drew Sample catches seven <laughs> touchdowns, what are you gonna do for the people? Uh, I will. If there is a Drew Sample shirt, I won't buy you a jersey. But <laughs> who is the guy right there, Anthony Beasley? I'm going to just pick you right now. DM me on Instagram right now. I'll give you my phone number. I'll give you my email address. I ain't hard to find. You can hit me. Like, my DMs might get flooded, but I'll get. I'll let you text me, bro. Anthony Beasley, hit me right now. If Drew Sample goes crazy, I'm going to buy you a Drew Sample shirt. If he, it, it, You could put me down for five touchdowns with Sample. Give me okay. five touchdowns. I'm, I'm going to say Anthony Beasley, a Sample shirt, because you was the first person to jump out there and say Sample. Okay. Nah, that's dope. I, I like doing this because um last season I kinda I kinda knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I think I said like I would buy Andy Dalton jersey. I think it was like the authentic on the field if the Bengals won ten games or something like that last yeah, year. I'm a, if Drew Sample got one like this, that's an AJ Green like jersey shirt, something like that. I got you. Something right, like that. Right, right. Um, so, so one one interesting nugget I just wanted to talk about, like before I before I had I had nothing else. I didn't know if you had anything else. I just nah. I think it was really good. We need to talk to people. It's been a little bit, but Zach Taylor did say that the team might be on the hunt for free agent ads in the upcoming day as training camp gets underway. He said the team is open to a lot of things in free agency right now, according to ESPN's Ben Baby. No, I think that that's um, that's solid to hear, uh, especially since at first we had kind of heard, you know, the Bengals are done with free agency. And obviously that was before opt outs and stuff started happening. Um, so it's good to hear that they are still uh, looking at that emerging market, especially when you have injuries and you have holes and in different situations. And, and also when you have a situation where there is no preseason, like there's no type of way to really evaluate guys. So. If you do have someone who may be an undrafted free agent taking up a roster spot, that's probably better suited for someone who's actually been an NFL player with uh, veteran experience and that brings something to the table. So it is good to hear that they are still looking at those options, especially when you talk about the quarterback position as well. Um, yes, obviously, Joe Burrow has that spot sewed up, but with them bringing in guys like Brandon Allen and them still evaluating that position and looking at it. I really um, appreciate that they're doing that because, you know, Ryan Finley, um, I don't know, Ryan, if you're watching this or not, or if you're listening to this <laughs> or not, but you did not do too great last year, sir. And so it's good to see that they are open to some of those, um, to some of those things. <laughs> now I was reading some of the comments. We got some funny stuff going on. Nah, so, nah, it's all good. So, no, but I was laughing at Brian Finley as well. I, I, I personally thought that he was not really what he didn't play that well, but I, I don't even have any further thoughts on Ryan Finley. Honestly, <laughs> like I wouldn't be mad if he. I mean, for me, like he just got to be on the. I, I just want to get him to the practice squad. We didn't talk about Brandon Allen. Do you have any thoughts on Brandon Allen? I have zero thoughts on Brandon Allen, and that's that's simply because I haven't done much research on Brandon Allen. I've heard of the name before. I think I did a quick a quick Google search on him when we first signed him. Um, but he played, you know, he, he played three games last season, had one win, I believe. Yeah, he. I mean, he sounds like a guy that's a solid backup in the NFL. Um, now I did see that you know three touchdowns and two interceptions, but I mean. 
he only played in three games last year. And I know at one point the Broncos were were kind of uh, headed in a bad direction. So um, it's kind of hard to evaluate that. But I mean, you know, what what I kind of expect from a uh, emergency quarterback or a guy that's just coming in to to try to help fill out that room, I think that he is a solid guy for them to bring in. Right, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. So if you guys will allow us, we're gonna go do some more research, go try to get some more interesting nuggets. Uh, interview that we had scheduled. Um, had to probably, I wouldn't say cancel. He was dropped from the football team. So we'll be working on some stuff for you guys. We, we got to get back to our exclusives. Like, I think we spoiled y'all with like back to back to back interviews. And I really enjoy spoiling you guys. So that's not a bad thing. So let us work on some of that stuff. I'm going to try to go get some more tidbits. You got a couple of different things from the inside with us. I hope today that you can go talk to some people and talk and have your thoughts. You can go argue about Mike Daniels versus Dumbo Pecco if you want, I guess. I don't know. But that's all I got for you guys today. Who they got anything? Uh, no, I just want to say you guys make sure that you follow Zim at Zim underscore uh, who they on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter at Zim who they you can find me uh, on YouTube at New Stripe City. You can also find me on Twitter at New Stripe City. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you guys' support. Um, if you do have any people that you want interviewed on here, jump in their comment section and tell them that they should do an interview with us. Spam them. Do whatever you can. Tell them this is the greatest podcast ever for the Bengals and that they yes, need to be interviewed by us. That will help us as well. Uh, but like Zem said, we're still going to be working on stuff in the backgrounds because we do know that you guys do enjoy the interviews and uh, we're going to keep it pushing. So like Zem said, uh, go Bengals and who they? Who they? Ghost of Judah Tribe, I see you. I want your blood, boy. I'm coming for you. He talked a lot of trash about Joe Burrow.